Hello, everyone. This is WKNC 88.1 HD1 Rally. We are a student-run nonprofit radio station based in North Carolina State University. I am Kivel. I'm here with Off the Record. Today, I'm here with Max, and I will be taking the time out to interview him. Mind introducing us? Yeah. Yep. So my name is Max. I am the owner of the Maker Society. And when and why did you start the Maker Society? Yeah. So I actually started, uh, helped start another business called Triangle Pop-Up and split off from that after about a year of running it. And um, the Maker Society was built to help local vendors uh, connect with the community. And so that's how it started a few years ago. And since then, kind of added some more different types of events and some festivals and now kind of starting some music festivals. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what in the first place made you want to kind of head your own music festival? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think one of the big things about wanting to bring these festivals and music festivals to the areas, just trying to bring some unique events here. Um, we researched a lot of events out west in either Texas or California, Las Vegas. Um, a lot of really cool festivals being run out there. And Raleigh is in Durham and the surrounding area is a really fast growing area. Um, and so we're really wanting to bring some of those festivals that aren't here yet um, to the area. Okay. Thank you for that insight. Um, so what are some of the responsibilities of running a music festival that some people like wouldn't think of? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, you're running everything for the music festival. So there's a lot that goes into it from the planning to the execution of the event um, and lots of moving parts when it goes into, you know, small events. And, and this is a, you know, with the larger events, it's just a lot more moving parts. So um, booking the bands, finding the right bands for the specific music festival, um, having a headliner that, you know, is going to attract people um, <clears throat> and then filling in the rest of the, the bands as well. And, um, you know, bringing in the food trucks, the, the vendors, the art installations, um, putting together security, police, permits for the event, permits for alcohol. Um, lots of, yeah, a ton of background stuff when it goes into planning events and planning music festivals, and um, it's not a small task. Okay, I kind of want to dive deep onto what you said, talking about local vendors. How is your process kind of choosing who you're going to have at your events? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So um, each event's different, and so we have some events that are just focused on markets, and and the local vendors are the main focus of that. And then we have larger festivals that also focus on markets, like um, our Maker's Holiday Fest, which is on Fayetteville Street. Um, this will be our third year running that event and we have last year we had 140 vendors and about 10,000 people 11,000 people that came through um, so we look at a lot of different factors when we're choosing the vendors that are coming in uh, we're looking at their social media the quality of their photos the quality of their products um, we're, we try not to 
you know, oversaturate a certain type of vendor. So they have a lot of jewelry, bath and body, candle vendors that apply. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of them won't get in every market because, you know, we don't want 20 jewelry vendors if it's a 40 vendor market or, you know, um, so also trying to curate it so that the vendors do well. Um, and so they're not oversaturated in the market. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of factors that go into play when, when choosing vendors. Speaking about curation, the most important event, the most important part of an event is the bands that you have. How does your kind of curation process come when you're choosing them? Yeah, yeah, especially for a music festival, obviously the bands are the focus and the most important part in, um, and being so new to the music industry and this is our first year running music festivals. So right now, honestly, we're just learning a lot on how to, how to choose the bands. And we have reached, we reach out to some of the bands that we already know that have been in our events, um, and reach out to them and their contacts and who they think would also be a good fit for that specific type of event. So for the event coming up, flower fest is, indie music festival so choosing a lot of bands that are indie rock indie rock that kind of genre um we've also met a few people in the area who actually book bands um and so we're getting connected with them and eventually um they'll help us actually book the bands for our future music festivals since they're in the industry and um just have a huge knowledge base about bands in the area as well as regional and national bands Okay, very cool. Um, so based off um, the bands that you've had performed so far, what's kind of been your favorite performance personally? We had one out of Miami. Um, that's been our, our biggest one so far. They were called Afro Beta, and they were um, a duo. Um, and they were actually from Cuba, or their families from Cuba. And um, so they were kind of like this psychedelic electronic duo they both had great voices and um they're really big in the in the miami area they've done a lot of um large festivals as well um and so they've yeah they they knew how to put on a show they had the right outfits the right performance um so they were really fun to watch um, so you said earlier that Flower Fest kind of focuses on indie rock and kind of genres associated with that. So what kind of goes into choosing like a genre or kind of a quote-unquote vibe for a festival? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think right now we're just testing some of this stuff out and really seeing kind of what genres do best in the area and what genres people are interested in. Um so the first one we had was called Conscious Cosmos and it was more like psychedelic and uh, type music. Um, and and then the second one, Flower Fest, um, indie, indie rock. And uh, yeah, we're, we also look into kind of the demographics of uh, what people are listening to these days. And so um, the indie rock space is one of the big genres. Rap is a big genre, which we haven't gotten into. Um, pop is a big genre for music festivals. Uh, and EDM is actually one of the biggest genres right now for a music festival. So that's another one that 
we hope hope to do in the near future um so yeah kind of playing off those big genres that are that are out there that people are listening to um and then also uh choosing the right genre for the right venue is also another big thing um so shikori hills runs two events a year um and they have a lot of like folk and um indie and and rock uh, type musicians out there already and so the people that go to those festivals and know Shikori Hills are already interested in that type of music. Nice. Um, I actually did a little bit of research on Shikori Hills, and they seem like an awesome venue. Um, what made you choose them? Yeah, they're really one of like the most unique venues in the area. Um, they're a nonprofit, and they run multiple events um, on the East Coast. Um, they run one in New York two here and then I think one in Florida um yeah choosing their venue um where you know we're looking to choose venues that already are doing producing a lot of music and since they are one that already hosts music festivals that's one of the big reasons we chose them um another big reason is just going out there to their music festivals it's just such a fun vibe um going out there very different like different unique type of people and people that are really just into music and enjoying their time out there. And um, yeah, so their grassroots festival is awesome. And so being able to go out there and kind of see that and see the festival, um, you know, see the festival live, um, I think was a big factor in in choosing that venue. Um, so Shikori Hills is an awesome venue and a great local nonprofit. Um, what other... Um, so basically, what in what way does Flower Fest kind of help with kind of maker society's um, commitment to small businesses? Like, what are some local businesses you'd like to highlight that are going to show up? Yeah, yeah. So we'll have, um, you know, we'll have food truck, local food trucks, local vendors. Um, a lot of our bands are local too. Um, so. Most of the bands are local. The, our headliner is from out of town. Um, they're from Nashville, but everyone else is um, a local band. So you have Relay Relay, who's um, based, based out of Raleigh. Um, Swan's Gate as well, based in the area. Tracksuit, based out of Chapel Hill. Stray Local, based in the area. So all of our bands, besides one of them, are, are local bands. And um, so really trying to you know, at least keep a lot of the music, um, at our events local and, um, you know, obviously still wanting to bring in some bigger headliners that are going to, you know, excite people. Um, but filling in the rest with those local bands so that people, so they, so that they can get more exposure in the area. Um, so that they can really start growing. Um, and then as well as bringing our vendors as well, um, we'll have 48 local vendors in the area as well as uh, five to six food trucks. And so all those vendors are local. And um, so bringing a, you know, a large population to these events so that the vendors and the community can connect with one another and learn more about one another. Um, we'll have a lot of unique vendors at this event since it's, different than other stuff we've run um you know music festival you have like a lot of tie-dye and um 
we'll have a henna vendor, a tarot card reader. Um, so a lot of like really cool, unique. Well, obviously it's called Flower Fest. So we'll also have vendors selling flowers, flower crowns. Um, our art installations that we'll have there run by West Queen Studio. And she's done um, a lot with Art and Bloom at the Museum of Art. Um, won multiple awards with through that. And um, so, yeah, a lot of unique, really cool stuff at this event. Yeah. Shout out West Queen Studio because no, obviously the whole reason it's called Flower Fest is because of them. Um, why did you choose to kind of base the whole theme of this festival around this studio? Yeah, I mean, so, well... So we actually, it was started out as my team just kind of going over ideas and just, you know, throwing up a bunch of stuff on a theme board and um, kind of like a no bad idea situation. And um, and so one of the, one of our staff members had mentioned, you know, Flower Fest and, and so really it just originated with those two words and, and then bringing everything else around it um and so you know knowing that we wanted to get into music festivals we kind of took flower fest and and music festival and combined it and thought more about okay what kind of what kind of music embodies a flower fest um what kind of installations would body and embody a flower fest what kind of partners do we want to have and so that's a big reason why we brought in West Queen Studio and because she's super knowledgeable in the area um, when it comes to flower installations and as a florist. Um, so yeah, she's going to bring in some really cool stuff. Um, you know, a flower, flower arch, flower bridge. Um, she's doing a, a fairy flower tree, which is going to be cool. So yeah. Um, so let's get back to the band you actually have at Flower Fest. Um, Late Notice is one of your headliners. Um, I've actually seen them a few times live, and I love the energy they nice. have. Um, why did you choose them as the headliner? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, like I was saying earlier, we connected with a few people who really know the bands in the area. And um, so after talking to... Um, one of these guys who who books a lot of bands, one of the bands that he books is Late Notice, as well as Wild Love, um, our, our other headliner from Nashville. Um, so, you know, knowing he, him booking those two bands and knowing those two bands um, was a big reason that we ended up choosing both of them to be our headliners. Um, and yeah, both, both solid bands, um, late notices growing in popularity in the area pretty quickly. Um, a lot of, a lot of pretty young bands actually growing in popularity in, in the area. Um, and so that was one of the big reasons we chose late notice. Um, you know, cause meeting this connection who, who knows them and books them and, and also with just the energy they bring and, um, their growing popularity in the area were some big factors in choosing them. Yeah, a great option, um, in my opinion, opinion at least. Um, so kind of how involved do you get in kind of talking to different music groups you're going to have at your festivals? 
Yeah. Um, right now I'm pretty involved. Um, <clears throat> as I said, um, a couple of these guys that really know the music industry really well. Um, I want to get them more involved since they are more well connected than I am. And they already have relationships with a ton of bands. And one of them is, um, Grant who actually books all the music for Shakori Hills. Um, and so him and two other guys that live in New York and Florida, um, book the bands for, for all the music festivals that, uh, the grassroots festival at Shakori Hills and the grassroots festivals in New York and Florida run. Um, and so, yeah, right now I am very in the weeds and in the mix into booking those bands. And I definitely still want to be in the future. Um, you know, I'll obviously have the, the final say of, you know, whether I think the band will be a good fit for the event or not, but I definitely want to rely on the, um, expertise of Grant and some of these other guys who really know the industry industry well and, and, uh, personally know the bands well, um, to help book the bands. Okay. I've heard you mention relationships a lot, kind of building a music festival. And I feel like that's all kind of depends on relationship, your relationship to the vendors, the bands and the people in the yep. music industry. How do you kind of yeah. build those relationships and make the best music festival you can? Yeah, good question. Uh, definitely takes time for sure. Um, you know, and we're just starting out in the music festival industry. And so a big thing for us is just learning um, and learning from our mistakes. And, um, you know, our first music festival that we ran, it was a month ago. It didn't go as planned and, but that's okay because we learned a lot from it and we're taking those mistakes that we learned from that event and um, putting those into the Flower Fest and, and really making sure that Flower Fest is going to be a successful event. And yeah, so the relationships uh, are everything when it comes to building a business and especially when you have a business in the event industry, um, building those relationships is huge and um a lot of we have a lot of new partners for this event like west queen studio um we are partnering with raleigh city farm and they're a nonprofit in the area who helps provide um food to uh, low-income areas and so we're giving a percentage of our proceeds from alcohol to them um, to help support them and they're a huge name in the area um and just talking to uh, Grant from Shakori Hills and, and some other people, they've connected me to, you know, two or three more people each that are in the industry. And um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, relationships are huge and relationships are what, you know, coming together and, and, and putting on an event together is much better than putting on an event by yourself. Um, you know, you're bringing in the audiences from, each person you're bringing in the expertise from each person and each company. And ultimately the event's going to end up doing better because you're, you're not doing it alone and, and you're learning from the people that are with you. And, um, and so, yeah, a lot of really smart people that I'm meeting and, um, and the events will obviously be a lot better because of the partnerships that we have and, and not doing it alone. Okay. So for the day of an event, 
where are you? Are you on the kind of the grounds, kind of watching how the festival's going? Are you in the background, making sure everything's going okay? Where are you usually at? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much everywhere right now. Um, so we do have staff at the event, and um, so the day of the event can be pretty chaotic, especially at the beginning, um, just setting everything up and getting everything prepared before the people start coming in. Um, for this event specifically, we'll have a parking uh, parking crew, we'll have a um, ticketing crew, we'll have some security, um, we'll have a crew signing alcohol, and then the rest of the people are, um, you know, food trucks and vendors who kind of are self-managed and do their own thing. Um, so yeah, right now I, kind of um the day of i'm all over the place between each each crew and and helping them out making sure everything's set up making sure the um you know the the parking and um is running smoothly so that people can get in quickly making sure the ticketing booth is all set up and the wi-fi works and everything um so that we can get people through the event so they're not waiting in long lines um yeah, so right now, kind of everywhere and bouncing around, a little chaotic, but, um, you know, as we continue to learn, we're developing systems for the event so that um, we can pass those systems off to our staff um, to make it run smoother and, and so that I can kind of be more in the background and um, just helping as needed. Nice. So the audience kind of, fuels the event without them there wouldn't really be a music festival um i think y'all do a great job kind of advertising to get a good audience base i actually saw um an ad for y'all before i even started <laughs> before i even started researching you um so what avenues do you do to kind of market your different events and make sure you have the audience you want yeah um that's something that's also changing as of recent and especially for this event. Um, you know, like I said, we learned a lot from the last event that we did that didn't go as planned. Um, and one of the things that we learned is that we need to start marketing in, in different avenues and our Instagram and Facebook marketing has always done pretty well for us, um, getting people to the events and what we're learning, especially for these music festivals that we need to, um, broaden our marketing tactics and, you know, obviously coming on here and, um, and working with a couple other radio stations, reaching out to some news stations, um, doing more giveaways with our partners like Raleigh city farm. Um, we just did a giveaway with a partner called real local who promote bands and concerts in the area. Um, and so really, um, really getting more into the community for these events, still running those Instagram ads, Facebook ads, and doing a lot of social media traffic, but, um, but yeah, really choosing the, like the marketing avenues that make sense for, for the specific event. So for a music festival, obviously partnering with radio stations that play music all day to reach audiences that listen to music and are interested in music. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are now is um, trying to expand our, our marketing tactics so that we reach 
a wider audience. Nice. Is there anything else you wanted to mention specifically about Flower Fest before I move on to personal questions? Yeah, sure. Um, so Flower Fest, I don't think I actually went over this, June 17th at um, from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. at Shikori Hills is when uh, Flower Fest will be held. We'll have six bands, art installations, food trucks, um, vendors, activities, um, drinks. So definitely come out and, and join us. Um, we're Right now we're running a promotion. So everyone who shares it on their Instagram or Facebook page will get a uh, buy one, get one a free ticket. So make sure to follow us, um, the Makers Society, and Makers is without an E. So the Makers, M-A-K-R-S Society, um, on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can follow us at makers.com, M-A-K-R-S.com, um, and join our newsletter. We um, have weekly uh, or bi-weekly newsletters to promote the events that we have going on. Um, so definitely make sure to share this on your social feeds and and send us an email at info at makers.com so that we can um, get you a free ticket with the purchase of one. Thank you for that. Um, so less about your kind of position in maker society and more about you as a person um, as living in a triangle. Um, so what is one of your favorite local restaurants here? good ones in the area i mean brewery brewery bavana is a good one um we really like the asian some of the asian spots five star five star is a really good one um lime and lemon is a good indian spot came from durham now in raleigh i would say those are my top three in the area so um Obviously, you being the owner of Makers Society, you're trying to put on a great festival and performance for your audience members. You personally, what is the best show experience you've ever had? It's kind of funny because I wasn't a big show goer um, in the past. And now that I am getting more into the music industry, um, I think I've been to like three music festivals in the past six months where I had never gone to one before. Um, and so, oh, let me think. I mean, Shakori Hills was, was super fun. Um, let's see, favorite show. I've seen Lake Street Dive multiple times. We saw them, uh, my sister, mom, and I saw them at the Orange Peel. Um, man, I don't even know how long ago. It was probably like 10 years ago now when they were only playing to maybe like a thousand people or 700 people in the crowd. So they were pretty small at the time. And then we saw them again recently at, um, Coco Booth Amphitheater and, you know, probably had four to 5,000 people there. And so they're always a really fun one to watch. Very upbeat. Um, the head and the heart, they were fun, um, to see at, at, um, Red Hat Amphitheater. Let's see. Yeah, those are probably my top two that I can think of right now. So the Triangle area is full of awesome music venues. Um, shout out Shakori Hills. Um, what are maybe some music venues you'd like to work with in the future? Yeah. Um, one we're talking to right now, they're pretty new on the scene. I think 
They only opened up a few years ago, but Bowstring. Um, they've been running a lot of music festivals and concerts. And um, so that's actually one we just talked to this past week. And so hopefully we will get a music festival going with them. Um, we had one scheduled at Coca Booth Amphitheater, Folk and Funk Fest. We unfortunately had to cancel that just due to kind of where we are right now and, and the costs of it. Um, but they, they're a great, uh, they were a great team, super, uh, super friendly, super easy to work with. So as we grow our business and our music festivals, Coco Booth is definitely a, a spot we want to, um, partner with in the future. Um, we've been talking to Pat from Lincoln theater. They have a pretty big crowd that loves EDM music. We've been talking to them about doing like an indoor outdoor show there, getting a stage in their uh, parking lot. Um, yeah, those are the three big ones right now that we're that we're chatting with and and growing relationships with. I know you kind of spoken about EDM and maybe even having hip hop um, a part of future venues. What, what's your opinion on mosh pits? Because they're very popular with those crowds. <laughs> Oh man. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to be in it, but you know, um, I don't know. Just be safe. I guess I don't have too much of a, of a viewpoint on that. Um, and I, I think you probably see less of them at like EDM concerts and more of those at like really heavy, heavy rock, heavy metal. Um, which at least we don't kind of intend to have in the, at our events in the near future that could always change um yeah we're kind of at least right now um staying away from some of like the harder harder music and you know harsher music very fair a lot of places already do that <laughs> um so last kind of general question um what was your favorite band growing up as a kid oh, lincoln park yeah, loved loved them. I actually um, was supposed to see them for the first time in Charlotte, and it was like a month out from the event, and it was when um, Chester ended up committing suicide, and so that was a very sad moment, and um, was super excited to see them, but unfortunately didn't get, wasn't able to. Um, but yeah, definitely through like. My teen year, early teen years and middle school years, Lingo Park was uh, definitely a, a fun band to listen to and still love listening to them. Nice. Is there anything else that I failed to question you on that you'd like to talk about? <sighs> Man, I don't think so. Yes, a lot of good questions. Um, like I said, you can follow us on the Makers Society on Facebook or Instagram. Makers with, is without an E. Makers.com, M-A-K-R-S.com. Um, and no, I just, uh, I appreciate you guys being willing to, um, chat and, and talk about our event coming up and you asked a lot of really good questions. So I thought it was a really fun interview. So just one more time, if you don't mind, just in case the listeners missed it. Um, what is flower fest one more time? Yep. Flower fest, um, our indie music and art festival it will be held at Shikori Hills, June 17th. Um, from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. We'll have six bands, 
five of them local, one of them from out of state. Um, flower installations by West Queen Studio. Um, vendors, flower vendors, food trucks, and uh, drinks and more. So, um, This has been Off the Record with Kivel. Thank you for tuning in. You can check out our other interviews at wknc.org slash podcast and click on Off the Record. Um, I was here with Max today at WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Rally. Thank you for listening and take care.